Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. You can follow along. It will also be on the screen. And uh, you can also follow along on the YouVersion Bible app on, during the, on the live events there if you are a YouVersion user and would like to do so. Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to pray. Let's pray. God, thank you today for uh, your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Um, Thank you for your Son. And I just thank you for being a father. And we just pray, God, you'll just release your spirit on every life, every heart today in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Happy birthday. What's the pastor doing? Happy birthday. Yeah, I know it's kind of weird. Uh, some of you are like, what, what's, what's, what's going on here, pastor? Um. I hate birthdays. I don't like those things. Every time I have one of those, it makes me feel older and don't talk about birthdays. Uh, There's some birthdays that are really good. Uh, Today's one of those great birthdays. Uh, This is um, birth of the church, some would say, as uh, we celebrate today something called Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. We, We go around, we say Happy Easter, Happy Resurrection Day. Stuff like that. I, I think we should say Happy, Pente- Happy Pentecost Sunday. Amen. And uh, some of you are like, what, what does that mean? What, what is that? Um, what, is the, what is Pentecost Sunday? So as we talk, I want to talk to you about a few things. And this is going to be the kickoff to four weeks on a teaching on the Holy Spirit. So uh, look at your neighbor and say, man, we need the Holy Spirit. Tell them, say, man, we need the Holy Spirit. We so desperately need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, this is week one, and so I'm going to talk today about some things, and um, I, I'm going to just let you know there's no way in four weeks that we're going to spend on this. Uh, I'm going to be able to explain all there is to know about the Holy Spirit. It's just not possible. This is like this huge and exhaustible uh, subject and uh, person of the Holy Spirit, so there's no way we're going to be able to go through all that. But um, I, I, do, I just want to start by simply saying this. Um, he's real. He's real. And so uh, some of you would be like, well, I don't know if he's real or not. How, how do you know that? He's real because I have a relationship with him. And uh, he's a part of my life. And, and the Holy Spirit, we're like, we're like close, man. We got to go way back. And, and, um, and at 12 years of age, um, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was, uh, it was awesome. I remember it so vividly, the, the Spirit of God coming upon my life. I was saved at nine. The Holy Spirit came in me and dwelled in my life. But the Holy Spirit came upon me and baptized me in the Holy Spirit at the age of 12. And, and uh, so we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to throw out some words, and you may hear some things. And, and as we talk about some things, I just want you to be open, okay, to what the Bible says. And so um, I, I'm gonna, I may even at some point use this word that kind of like really freaks people out, Holy Ghost. 
You know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, you know, we can say Holy Spirit. It's kind of accepted. You start talking about the Holy Ghost now. We, we all, you gotta, don't do that, Pastor. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay if you use the word Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. And as we open our hearts up to, again, what God wants. And, um, and God wants to do something in your life. He wants, to, he wants to empower you. And so as we study today and as we open up our hearts today to things, that, this is my prayer. That you'll just be receptive to what God wants to do in you. That's my prayer. That you'll just open yourself up to that. And, and uh, it, it's just, I believe God's going to do something great in your life. But Pentecost Sunday is the day where, um, un, you know, kind of like we, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the earth. And we're going to see through the message today kind of what that looks like and how he showed up and when this took place, what it means for us as believers. And so uh, I, I really want you to open up your hearts to this. I, I want you to do this. I want you maybe to remove anything like negative you've heard about the Holy Spirit. All right? Uh, I want you to remove like anything maybe negative you've heard even about words like Pentecostal and Pentecost. Um, we, we get asked, uh, are, are you a Pentecostal church? Um, and uh, you know, I'll use the answer along the lines of something like, man, we're a spirit-filled church. Um, and uh, we believe in the power of Pentecost. If we use um, kind of maybe what happens with some things that get termed with that word, uh, again, it can put maybe certain things in your mind. I, I've actually been asked before, do y'all have snakes? Anybody been asked that? Am I alone? I'm just raise your hand real quick. Somebody found out you went to a spirit-filled Jesus, spirit-filled church. Y'all have snakes? No, we don't have snakes. We have a place for snakes. And, uh, yeah, it's not in the sanctuary. So, you know, we, we got something for them. We know um, nine millimeters and uh, 40, I mean, whatever, whatever you need. And, uh, but they're, they're not in the sanctuary. But, but Pentecost is, is, is one of those things that sometimes puts uh, thought into certain people's minds because maybe things that have been kind of zeroed in and focused in on. Uh, we, we did this just a few weeks back. We baptized people in water. It was awesome. It was a celebration. But we're, we're not a Baptist church. We're not. We're not a Baptist church. We're not, for den- we're not a part of any denomination. And uh, we're a non-denominational church. Are you saying, Pastor, is that better than a denomination? No, it just means we're, we're not a part of that. Uh, we're just open to what God wants. And so I, I believe this. As I read the scriptures, according to the Bible, what the Holy Spirit does and what he brought on the day of Pentecost, if that makes us Pentecostal, yeah, we're a Pentecostal church as well. And so, but we don't like zero in and just focus in on one or two just little certain things. We want to be open to what God has and what he wants for our life. And so I will say this as we study here, open our hearts up. The Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost and everything changed for the believer. It was, it was a beautiful day when the Holy Spirit came and everything shifted and everything changed. We, we saw in the Old Testament some glimpses of the Spirit coming upon people but not coming to dwell there. And, uh, and, but the, in that Old Testament studies, as you go through it, you hear a lot about God the Father, which I'm so thankful for. We, we also, as we study the New Testament, the Gospels of, of Christ, we see a lot about God the Son. Amen? But there's also God who is the Holy Spirit. And so he's the one who I believe, according to Scripture, who's active now in our lives, who wants to equip us to walk in the Word of God and do the things that he says. And so the word Pentecost just itself means this, 50th. 
That's what it means. Some Pentecost. It's, 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 it just simply means 50. These are, we're seeing now, this is the seventh Sabbath that passed since Passover. Pentecost was another one of the feasts that they would go and observe. So people had come all together now on the day of Pentecost to observe this feast of Pentecost. And now as they gather, it had been now 50 days that we see and the Holy Spirit shows up. And so it's like uh, just literally just straight from the get-go, don't let 50 freak you out. Unless you're like me getting close to that in your years of living. I mean, then it can kind of mess with you just a little bit. But, but, but 50, not a bad thing. Listen, it was 50 days. So listen, somebody's like, man, y'all Pentecostal? Uh, yeah, we celebrate what happened 50 days after Passover on the day of Pentecost. Yeah, we trust that. So we're just open to this. And so what we're going to do today is just simply this. Just lay some foundation. Prepare our hearts for what God wants to do over the next few weeks. And so I'm going to do this. I'm going to share with you what's so special about Pentecost. First one is this, if you're taking notes. Uh, it's because it shows us the importance of unity is displayed. The importance of unity is displayed. Now, again, some people would talk about Pentecost and this kind of like, kind of overlook this part. I'm like, wait a minute, we can't overlook this. This is just, this is awesome. This is a big thing. And, and again, Pentecost may take us to certain things within our mind, but we're going to look at the Bible. And this is what we see here. I believe, first of all, the very first thing is this, that they were unified. And it also is one of the things that we can take and draw from that is this. The enemy loves division. He loves it. He hates for God's people to come together in unity. He, it's one of those things that he loves to cause division on. And so it's no surprise to me that he's, he's done this. Probably one of the most things that most people can get divisive on that we can see in the church today and in churches is this. It's the Holy Spirit. It's amazing some of the things that have happened, denominations, things that have built up, and people have gotten mad and frustrated or built off and broke this. Listen, just simply because of this, and it's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to divide. It's the purpose of the Holy Spirit to bring together. That's, what, that's, the, that's one of the reasons, to unify and bring us together. So we're just coming in here saying, I'm going to be open to what the Bible says, trusting what Jesus wants to do in my life. And so this is, this is one of the most beautiful pictures we see here is that this, they were like, it says in Scripture, in one accord. Now, that's not a Honda. Some of y'all are wondering. How did all 120 people get in a little Honda? You know, I don't, I don't, that's awesome, man. You know, it must have been like one of the minivans, you know, a little stretch. No, no, listen, listen. They were in one accord, and it, and, it, and it wasn't a car. They were in unity. They were coming together in agreement. And uh, that, that word in the Greek is powerful. It actually gets into a, actually a, a, a kind of overshows shows a musical sense in that there are different sounds that are brought together and that that word makes a, uh, that those sounds together produce a one great beautiful sound. It's kind of like harmony, man, where one person's singing up here, down here, and it just all comes together. Like, man, that sounds good. That's one accord. And so these guys were in one accord. Now, what were they believing for? They didn't know exactly. That's okay. Because this is what this looks like for us today in, in, in practical life, is that we come to church, we come in here on Faith Renewed on Sunday mornings and just simply do this. God, I'm just open to what you want to do today in my life. 
It doesn't have to look a certain way. We, we even talk as, as, as a, uh, teams that, like, man, it's amazing how things can be so different just from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. It's amazing, just the Spirit of God and how He flows and how He works in lives in just within just a few moments of one another where one group walks out the door, another group comes in, and He moves a completely different way. They're singing the same songs. We're sharing the same verses. But God knows this, and the Spirit of God is real because He ministers to people according to the need within the room. And so as He flows today, He is just showing us that He's with us. So we just come together in unity and do this. God, I, I, I want you to do today whatever it is you want to do. And that's my anticipation as I come in here on Sundays. I hope you, you kind of have that within your heart, that you have that mindset. So they were unified. And look what happened as they began, began to come together in unity, in one accord. It says in verse 5 of Acts chapter 2, it says that, And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, and their dwelling in Jerusalem were Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. That's what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do. When we let him work in our life and we're open to that, it brings people together. And so they were coming around, and they were in all different tongues and nations of people come together to worship and celebrate Pentecost in that, in that area, and it brought them together. They had to come to hear the sound. Now, as they came together, it says that they were confused. We're going to talk about that in a second. Because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are, are not all these who speak Galileans? Some people will say that, some theologians say that they're referring to the Galileans simply because they're uneducated, all right? that, that they don't have this big high education, and yet they're able to speak in all these languages, and so it was amazing to them what was happening. And so it says now in verse 8, it says, and now it is that we hear each in our own language in which we were born. Now, this is awesome because... This is showing us, again, the importance of what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us, how he wants to unify us and not divide us. And this happens when we do what they did in, the, in Acts chapter 2. They come in there and just say, God, whatever you want to do, I'm open. I'm willing. Because we see something, if you remember, in the greatest stories ever told, which we'll be picking up in a few weeks after the series, is that back in Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, they came together and they all spoke one language and they came together with this spirit of pride and rebellion. And look what happened. They came together in that mindset. And what happened was this. They divided up the languages God did. And he scattered the people out. But here in Acts chapter 2, he brings them together. And he puts them together and that gives them a language. Now, I've studied this. Uh, there's been people and there's been pastors and, and folks that will be kind of explain this away. And just try to say, well, this is just something that we kind of see happening one time, and this is only for one day, and this is not really happening throughout the Bible, and this is not really true in other areas of Scripture. And, and I, I'm going to show you during the series, that's not true. We, we see now the Spirit of God show up, and then Holy Spirit begin to give languages that they begin to flow out of. And now, I think this, as I've studied it, I think that it had to have been something supernatural because as they listened they heard, everyone says, well, here, they heard their own language. Now, does that mean that they were speaking all these different languages all at the same time, or was just something happened? I don't know. 
look, it, it's not up to me to know that. It's just up to me to trust that the Holy Spirit's true and what he done here in Scripture he wants to do today in our life, and that's to bring us together. So he brings us together when we simply do this. God, I'm open. Do what you want to do in my life. I'm receiving of that. So number one, it's just simply this. It's a, it shows us the importance of unity. Now number two, why the Holy Spirit and the day of Pentecost is so special to us is because it's the fulfillment of the promise. It is the fulfillment of the promise. Now, I'm going to jump back and forth between Acts 1 and Acts chapter 2 for just a second so you can jump with me, hang on here. But in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, we, we see something happen. We're getting ready to hear the words now as Jesus is going to speak. Now, and, and he has done this. He has come from heaven to earth. He's got on the cross. He's died in our place for our sins. Every person in this room has the opportunity to come to faith in Christ because of what Jesus did. And so he did this. He died on the cross for our sins. Thankfully, he didn't stay dead. He, on, the, on, on the third day, he resurrected, rose from the grave. He's alive today. And so he does this. He stayed on the earth for 40 days. He revealed himself, showed himself to people. People got to like see him and visually say, like, man, I, I was there. I saw you die. Now you're alive. And, and, and watch this happen. Now he's getting ready to do something. He's about to take it to a whole other level. He's getting ready to ascend into the sky. <laughs> now, he, he's got everybody's attention. He brings them together. And it says in verse 4 of Acts chapter 1, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Hear that? to wait for the promise of the Father. We're going to hear where, in, in, later on in the series, where Jesus had made a promise to them and showed them what the Holy Spirit would do for them, the counselor, the comforter, the one who they, who they have in time of need. This promise was given to them. He says, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. What he said here to them, he was telling them that all of you now can receive and have this promise that's coming to you. Jesus is teaching this to his disciples back before he goes into the garden. He's preparing their minds and hearts for this. And now before, as he's getting ready to leave, he's telling them what was promised by the Father is going to come. Now this is what happens in Acts chapter 2. The promise is fulfilled now. Now, it's amazing what the promise does for them. Peter, this guy who was, who was at one point denying Christ and, and, and living in fear and scarcity and just in, in, in fear of, of afraid of what was going to happen maybe to his own life, he got empowered by the Holy Spirit and everything changed for him. We see in Acts chapter 2 in verse 38, 39, it says this. It says that Peter said to them, he grabbed the microphone after getting filled with the Holy Spirit, got up and shared and spoke. These people were saying, man, what do we need to do to get this? So it must have been something good that the other people who had gathered saw it and wanted it. He said to them, do this. He said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You already said there, he says, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about the gifts later, but I want you to first of all see that it's the gift of the Holy Spirit who is the giver of the, the gift himself. It is, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's him. And he said this in verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all 
who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So some of those people who, who, who said this, it was just for that one day, we're overlooking the words here of Scripture. It's not just for you. It's not just for the ones that were there in that room that day in the upper room. It's for those who, are, who were their children and their children's children and those who are far off. And, and, and there's people who are like, man, it was only in Acts chapter 2 and, and that's, it was only for that day. If, if you believe that, you know, if they think that, they, they didn't read like Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, where we see the Holy Spirit and the, and the presence and the power of God through the Holy Spirit show up. And so again, this is something now that is a fulfillment of a promise that God made. Now, good things come with this. Now, and uh, again, we'll, we'll dig into that as we go. But this is the very first thing I want you to open up your heart to is number three is this. is What's so special about Pentecost is this. It's the release of power. It is the release of power. Now, now again, think, think about what's going on. Jesus gave his life, resurrected, got the crowd around him, getting ready to ascend. Last things he says here now, this is it. This is red letter in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let's look at what he says. This is awesome. He says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So this, this is what happens a lot of times when, when people kind of like just think about real, just little one parts of Pentecost. Listen, if we think and we go back to just that one thing about Pentecost, we can, we can kind of like minimize it and make it about just what happened in Acts chapter 2 in that room that day. But it wasn't about what just happened in that room. It was about what God empowered them with to change the world. And so he tells them this. He says, the Spirit is going to come upon you. It's going to empower you to change where you're at, to change what's going on around you, and it's not going to stop there. It's going to go throughout, and it's going to go throughout the whole world. And so this is where I just feel that a lot of times we can miss it. We've made, in a lot of ways, Pentecost, again, about what happens here, and this is awesome what God does here. Well, it's amazing. I love it. I mean, and, it, and that's just, again, incredible how just even from service to service, the Spirit of God is living active, and just what He does is, is, is wild to me. But it's not about just what happens in this room. It's about what we do with what happens in this room. It's about what we do when we walk outside these doors and how we change the world. Smith Wigglesworth said it like this, man. He was a wild, radical dude for Jesus, man. Did great miracles and amazing what God did through him. He said it is impossible to overestimate the importance of being filled with the Spirit. I can't say it enough how important it is that you are filled with the Spirit of God and baptized in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's wild that if you just, just open up the Bible, and as you start looking at how the power of God would move, how miracles, signs, and wonders would show up and lives were changed, you can always take it back to the Holy Spirit. 
and how he was filled with that. He, it would just go through Acts chapter 6. I just love, man, before Stephen laid down his life as a martyr, it says that Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. What this is, this is a result of being filled with the Spirit. It's, about, it's a result of being filled with the presence of God, and it's the power of God that does this for us, that leads us and helps us and powers us to do great things. And, and Pastor Chris and I were just talking, and it was, it was wild how a lot of times some people think that kind of like we have today, like a lesser Holy Spirit. Like, you know, it's like you have the Pentecost Holy Ghost, and we got kind of like Holy Ghost Junior. You know, his little, you know, little offspring, you know. No, no, listen. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, is in our life. And so, listen, the spirit of God today wants to empower you and work in your life. And so you're like, man, what does this mean? Power is this. It's the word dunamis. It's where we get, it's where we get our word dynamite. Do you tear up some stuff with some dynamite in a good way, man? It's basically like guys appreciate this. Come on, now. some of you ladies don't understand what we're, what we, why we think like we think, man. We like enjoy shooting stuff. Our like videos are made, blow us, and we're like, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's a good thing. Listen, this is what power is for us. It's a good thing because he wants us to destroy the work of the enemy. He wants us to, to destroy the works of darkness. And how he does that is by empowering us with the Holy Spirit to walk and live this out. The word actually means this in the Greek. It means this is a definition from a Greek lexicon. Just the word straight from it, it means it's strength, it's power, it's ability. So again, it's not your ability. That's not pressure on you. That frees you. You're like, man, I, I feel like I got it. Now listen, it's him at work in your life. It's the Spirit of God working through you. Inerrant power, it says, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Oh, man. Or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth. Power for performing miracles. Moral power. Man, we need that today. And excellence of soul. The power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth. Man, that's so good. Power and resources arising from numbers. Power consisting in arresting upon armies, forces, or hosts. <laughs> this is the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to do this. I want you to stand with me today. Just right where you're standing. I want you to just, just right where you stand up. Just close it, close your eyes. And I, I want you to just from what you've heard today about, about the Holy Spirit. Just what from what we've read in the Bible. I want you to let him begin to talk to you and speak to your heart. Just, just right where you're at. So just take a moment. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes and just right there where you're standing. Just begin to open up your heart. We're, again, going to have seminars and conferences about, again, hearing God's voice. And he wants to start right now speaking to you and letting you hear him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. What comes again with this Holy Spirit empowerment? Jesus came to make us righteous, but it's the Holy Spirit that came to empower us to live righteously. It's the Holy Spirit to come to help us live this out. And again, what we just saw in, in, in the Scripture itself, just from what we've read today, listen, just what we've heard, who does it say the Holy Spirit's available for?
I love what, again, just how sometimes we just think about kind of what Scripture says and how he just went all through the line. He was saying, again, for those that were there, the children is going to come after you. Those that are far off. Those down the line. You know what that is? That's for you. Again, just from what we, what we learned today, all of them in the room were filled. That wasn't just the 12. Hmm. Scripture says 120. All of them. You know who, who one of them was? In the, it actually says, we actually names one of them, along with the other disciples. It said, Mary, the mother of Jesus. We honor moms last week, and we know Jesus loved his mama. And I think that's just pretty cool. He actually spoke to one of his disciples and said, I want you to look after and take care of her. I don't know. I just maybe just somehow just maybe it was like he was saying, make sure she's there that day. And I think it also shows this. It's not just for those in the authority positions. It's just for all who hunger. There were young people in that room. Those young people were empowered to go and do miraculous things. You know something? There's young people that's in this room that God wants to empower to do miraculous things. There's men and women and there's mothers and daughters and ladies in this room that God wants to empower. You know what he's going to do when you, when you simply do this? Open your heart up and receive when you come in agreement believing, put your trust in what we've heard today. So I want you right where you're standing. Just as your heads are bowed, eyes are closed. The very first thing that I love about the story, what unified them and brought them together, was they were all believers in that work that Jesus did. All of them in that room were, were gathered together, had put their faith in the resurrected Jesus. That's where it begins for us. That's where it begins for us. Even as Peter stood up in Acts chapter 2, he said to repent, receive, accept the work of Jesus. Baptize in that name. So I want to ask you this. Before we go any further, you need to surrender your life to Christ. You need to come to faith in Jesus. Right where you're, where you're at, you can simply do this. Talk to him. Just talk to him. Pastor, I'm not sure exactly what to do, what to say. You can something like this. God, I come to you. I need you. I realize today that I need Jesus in my life. I put my faith, my hope, my trust in the work that Jesus did for me. I believe he's God in the flesh who came to earth, who resurrected from the dead. 
He ascended to heaven. He's going to come again. I believe that. I confess him as Lord of my life. And I receive him now. In Jesus' name. You made him the Lord of your life today. I, I don't want you to leave until you tell someone that. I encourage you to do this. Stop by Connect. Go by the care room. Come to this altar in just a moment. Whatever. But don't leave without publicly letting someone know what happened in your heart privately. Take that next step. And what I want to do this is, again, before we open up the altars for prayer, I want you just to simply do this. You want all that God has for you. You want it all that God has for you. Just, just do this right now. Just raise your hands up to him. <laughs> Open your heart up to what he has for you. I had someone text me after first service. It was awesome. I mean, I was brought up in a denomination where you're taught against what you, what you shared today, but I've heard the scripture. I've seen the teaching. Trust in that. I can't wait for the next few weeks. It's exciting me to hear that. Again, just to trust the Bible. Trust what God has. Faith and news is made up of so many different backgrounds, and this is new for a lot of people. But we're open to what God wants. Bless you. Just say, God, right now, open my heart up to what you have for me. baptism of the Holy Spirit the filling of the Holy Spirit is not something that happens just one time for us the tense even in which that is written in scripture in original Greek it's an ongoing filling it's an ongoing work that he wants to continue to do for you <laughs> it's the same word that, that we, we know from water baptism it's for fully immersed into what God has. That's not what's just on the outside. It's what comes over us and over our life and we are immersed in the spirit and power and presence of the Holy God. Just right where you're at, just let's ask God to just, if you want that, if you want what he has for you. If you want to be filled with the Spirit of God, just right where you're at, just receive. And I prayed a lot this week and just really spent time with God and just said, God, literally like these guys in Acts 2, what, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever that looks like. felt led and I did this differently in the first service and I'm getting ready to do it right now. I just, I just I feel like this is what he's wanting us to do. You want to just be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You want to be filled with the presence of God in your life. <clears throat> I don't, this is not going to be weird. I don't believe this is going to be weird for, for you. I believe it's just going to be truly real and powerful in your life if this is what you want. This is how I feel led in the second service. If you, if you want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit, I want you to step out from where you're at. I want you to come and stand. Just come and stand. Just right now. Don't, don't wait. Just, we're not going to wait on them to start singing, none of that kind of stuff. We're going to be filled with the, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Just from the Word, not from just anything that you've 
somebody told you or put some kind of, no, listen, just empowered the presence of God, the spirit of God. This is awesome. Come on. Step out. Oh, man, there's just so much that we're going to go into over these next few weeks, which I can stress the importance of, of how much you need him and need this. He's a counselor. He's a comforter. He's the one who just walks along beside you. We're going to see this straight from the scriptures. This is awesome. Just come. Just come. come. Who else? No one asked this. You may have been like me. You may have been grown up in a, in a spirit-filled church. and Maybe you just feel in your heart, like, man, I feel like it's been a while since I've really been just immersed in his presence. I need that right now. I need him to immerse me again. I need him to just fill me overflow again. I've been in that place so many times, and, man, what's amazing about the presence of God, he's never left me, never left me alone in those moments. He just baptizes me, fills me to overflow. If you need that, you just say, man, I, I understand what you're saying, Pastor. I've, I've been raising this or I've studied this. I understand this. But right now, I just, I feel like, man, I'm, I'm kind of far from the Spirit right now. It's not just really fresh and flowing in my life. That's you just step on out. Just come down right now. We're getting ready to just, just let the Holy Spirit be released in this room. Thank you, Jesus. What's this supposed to look like, Pastor? Just whatever he wants you to do. Whatever he wants to do. So if you need this for any reason, just begin to release. The worship team is going to minister in a song, and the Spirit of God is going to do what he wants to do in this room because people are open. They've come to receive. And we see in Scripture, he never pushes us aside. He fills everyone, everyone who's open to receive this. He receives him. They receive. This has been a podcast of Pastor Terry Rogers brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at faithrenewed.org.